You are about to experience The Pint, a freewheeling discussion of craft beer, craft spirits, and the law. The Pint is brought to you by the attorneys of Moy White, a full-service law firm located in Denver, Colorado. For more information, visit moywhite.com. And now, let's have a pint. Hello and welcome to the inaugural Moy White Podcast. I'm sitting here with uh, our marketing director, Lindsay Vesser, and one of my favorite partners, Dom Sikich, in the wellness room at Moy White headquarters in Denver. And we're here to try our hand at podcasting. And today we're going to talk generally about some of the brewing and distilling stuff that we're going to do. So, Dom, would you like to... Uh, Sure. Introduce yourself to the pot. First of all, we're in the wellness room. So wellness room. Are you well, Billy? Uh, I, I apparently am a bit more well than you. Uh, for, for those of you who aren't here live, Dom walked in with his arm in a sling. Um, I'm okay. We'll, I'm save, okay. we'll save his tale of heroism uh, for, for the next pod. But uh, we are all doing well and excited to be here. Yeah, and I, I'm excited to talk about brewing and distilling, actually. And um, as you know, Billy... And Lindsay, we have a brewing and distilling practice. We and do. We've been going um, great on that for a number of years. And uh, this may be an opportunity for us to talk a little bit about why a few lawyers are practicing in a brewing and distilling industry, how we got there, what we do, um, the kind of stuff that we like doing, and what draws us to this sort of practice. Yeah. So why don't we start uh, right there at the beginning? What... Uh what, what in the world would induce a bunch of lawyers to spend time hanging out in the brewing and distilling space? So, for those who don't know, I'm a, primarily a real estate lawyer, although I have done a few other things. Um, and a uh, half dozen or more years ago, uh, in our real estate practice group, uh, we found that we were doing a fair number of deals for uh, breweries and a couple for distilleries, real estate deals. And uh, they're kind of fun. There's some unique aspects about working with uh, brewing and distilling clients in a real estate um, environment. Maybe in later podcasts we can uh, drill down on those and talk a little bit more about those issues. But we scratched our heads and said, hey, you know, we're, we're doing enough work with brewers and distillers right now, at least in real estate, and maybe in a few other areas. Um, why don't we find a way to, uh, to organize a group to address their issues in a more focused and um, effective way? Um, and I think we decided at that point to kind of pull together uh, attorneys who've had experience and interest in this area to try to focus more uh, concretely. Yeah. I, you know, it was, uh, when we started pulling the brewing and distilling group together, I, one of the things I found the most interesting was when you actually canvass the firm for who's done some work in this area, I was amazed how many lawyers in the firm had done work in that area, be yeah. it real estate or intellectual property or so when we kind of got everyone in a room and looked around, I think we kind of realized we had a group, even though right. we didn't know we had it. So it was a nice right. platform. That's right. We, we were practicing brewing and distilling law, but we didn't really have a label for it. Yeah. So that was sort of the origin. Yeah, but so we used the very creative label of brewing and distilling. Right. Yeah. But it's picked up. Yeah. I mean, and partly, you know, giving a name to something actually helps 
uh, I think attorneys refine their practice, but also helps us, you know, reach out to these industries and find ways to serve them better. Yeah. Have you found that to be the case? I and mean, what's your experience? With you know, that? you know, I have. I've, uh, you know, I, I came to the group a little differently. I, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm primarily a, a trial lawyer. I primarily do litigation, um, yes. and with, that's something that most normal clients try to avoid, and brewers and distillers, like most normal clients, try to avoid it as well. <laughs> right. So. I came to it not as much from, uh, I'm already doing this practice, but more from the perspective that I really, really like craft beer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a wonderful opportunity to interact with my uh, partners to learn something about a new industry, get a little bit of a different platform, and, and frankly, do some things that are a little outside of the, the norm of what I do on a daily basis, rather than taking people to court, talking to people about their business, their problems, and what solutions we can offer. And that's so you, that's really what I've enjoyed. So you like drinking beer? I do like drinking beer, and uh, I particularly enjoy uh, craft beer. And uh, luckily, I happen to live in Denver, which is uh, <laughs> one of the couple of places around the country where there's a lot a lot going on. There's a lot of variety and uh, and a lot of great beers out there. And I love, I, I like the beer, and I also love the people. And the more I've done in this area, getting to know the folks, the kind of entrepreneurs that get into brewing, um, that are out there, uh, the care they take with their product and, and how they uh, get that out in the community. It's just a neat bunch of people, and that's, yeah, that's for me, what makes it a lot of fun. Definitely. So, yeah, so we, uh, we kind of collectively got the group together and decided this might be something worth doing, and then we, we faced the next great challenge, which is uh, uh, how in the world were we actually going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, uh, you know, what, uh, as you started and now as you're going, uh, Dom, what did you see as the, you know, how, as, you know, what, partners in a mid-size uh, business firm in downtown Denver, we could kind of break into the industry? Well, a, a couple things. As we mentioned, we were already doing this work. What, what, we, what we found was uh, a couple things. It very, um, it's very logical for a lot of our uh, brewer clients and uh, potential brewer clients to um, not have at top of mind how to actually work with engage a lawyer I mean to their credit this is a business the industry as we've we've learned that is a fairly collegial industry um, there's uh, a probably a strong bias which I support uh, from a personal standpoint if not a professional standpoint to sort of work through issues on a collaborative basis and that doesn't necessarily call out uh, to employing lawyers here and there. And in fact, I actually think that we would be doing our clients a disservice if this in industry gets over-lawyered. Um, but at the same time, there are a few things that I think uh, we, we found that uh, maybe some brewers and distillers were just not thinking about. Uh, things that they were maybe missing. And I think our, the big advantage we have as a mid-sized uh, Denver law firm uh, with a very solid uh, business practice is um, you know how to advise these guys to actually help do their business better. It's something that lawyers do, not not merely represent them in court or to draft a lease or something like that. We can actually find opportunities to actually advise clients on how to conduct business better. And so um, the key is trying to communicate that to an industry. And it's not unlike other industries we provide some services to, but there's a, you know, a different approach you have to take uh, to brewers and distillers. Be sensitive to their needs, their business, this collegial environment they're in, and try not to disrupt that, just provide ways to enhance how they work. Is that how you, is that how you kind of see it? You know, that, that's how I saw it. And, um, you know, I was a little surprised. I'll, I'll, I'll admit when I got in, um, you know, uh, I guess I should have known better, but most people get a little nervous when strange lawyers show up um, <laughs> and probably rightfully so. And I think, uh, you know, one of the challenge we, we, challenges we faced is, you know, it's a pretty diverse 
group of people and businesses at all at various stages. Some are real startups. Some are, you know, real growing, uh, growing breweries. Some are really on the verge of becoming much larger businesses and trying to find a way to uh, meet some of those people, get to know them, and frankly have them get to know a little bit about us, I think was our biggest challenge. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to do some exciting things. I think uh, we um, have invested pretty heavily in being a member with the Colorado Brewers Guild, yep. which uh, I think has been a wonderful relationship for the firm um, and a wonderful platform for us to go and meet uh, meet lots of people and have them have the opportunity to meet us and get to know us because I, I agree with you. I think, you know, as, as a lawyer, when you're really providing value to, to your client is when your client's like, hey, I've got a problem and maybe it's legal, maybe it's not. Yeah. You know, how do I solve it? And yeah. when you can do that for a client, that's what we want to do. But, you know, people don't just uh, walk up to you at a cocktail party and dump those kind of problems on you. You need to that's get right. to know them and they get to know you. And I think yeah. uh, the Brewers Build has been great. They're, they're a wonderful trade group, very active. Uh, the members are wonderful, and we, uh, we joined that group, and it's been a great platform to meet lots of people. We've had the opportunity to speak and just become a part of the community, which I think is a key. Yeah, I know. We've done a, a number of presentations within that group. We've reached out to brewers. Um, and actually, they're fun. This is kind of the most fun that I have interacting with an industry is uh, working with the folks who are uh, brewers and distillers. I know we've saved some time kind of at the end of this for for questions and answers, but I, I got a couple f for you right now. I okay. noticed today, we're recording this on a Friday. Yes. Neither you nor I have a tie on. Yes. Can you tell me the first time you wore a tie to a group of brewers, and was there a reaction? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, it was a, one of our early forays. There was a meeting of some kind for the Brewers Guild. I think it was actually it was a social event, um, and I remember I had... Uh, I come from court, so I was, yeah. you know, in a full-on yeah. suit looking every bit the downtown uh, you right. know, trial lawyer. <laughs> and I think when I walked in, the, the first thing I noticed was I was wildly uh, differently dressed than everyone else at the party. Right. And uh, <laughs> I, I think the fact that I showed up in a suit probably uh, encouraged people to avoid me more rather yeah. than less, because not only was I a strange lawyer, but I uh, yeah. very much looked the part. So um, one of the nice things about... Uh, being involved in the Brewers Guild is we've uh, we have learned that uh, you you can uh, definitely dress more like a normal person right. and less like a lawyer. Uh, and it's to a our relief, thing. to our relief, because, it is nice uh, to be able to walk into a group of brewers and not have to wear a tie yes, and a suit. Yes. So, so, so thank you, fun. brewers. Yes, it's uh, it's a wonderful outlet for us. But uh, that that's been a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. And actually, speaking of fun, we've uh, we have a great event that has also been a big success in connection with the uh, Great American Beer Fest. We're going into, I think, our third or fourth year where we actually host a brewers-only cookout right across the street from yeah. the convention center, uh, which is great because, you know, so many people, GABF is a huge event. People come, they're setting up, and, you know, the people who are working the event for these breweries around the country, I mean, it's, it's just a lot. And yeah. uh, we found it was a great opportunity for them when they just kind of needed a break right. or needed to grab some food or just needed to take 10 minutes away, uh, they could just kind of walk across the street. And uh, we were cooking out hot dogs and bratwurst, and we had some beer on tap and some cornhole and a place to hang out. And it's really been a neat event. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of part and parcel of getting to know people and getting so, our name out there. So after four years, do you think they're a, a little more custom seeing you guys show up? I, I think they're much more custom. <laughs> okay. and, uh, and it's actually quite nice. Uh, now Now when we show up, it's like, hey, how are you? And they recognize <laughs> Have you us. Been? Yeah, right. So, but that's, you know, that's the, the process you always go through as a lawyer when you're, um, right. you know, networking in any, any group. You want them to know you and, and you sure. know them. So it's been fun. And then um, 
you know, the other thing we're doing, which I'm actually real excited about through the Brewers Guild, this is kind of a special uh, advantage for Brewers Guild members. One of the things we discovered was, you know, people who go into craft brewing don't do that because they're really worried about how to structure their legal side of their operations. I mean, they're into it because they love beer and they right. love the people and they love the business. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, like most startup business, they're kind of, you know, getting through it day to day. There are a lot of challenges. Right. And, thinking about the legal stuff that's out there or maybe out there really isn't top of mind. And uh, so one of the things we discovered is that, you know, if you have time to sit down and look at a few documents, leases, operating agreements, the kind of legal stuff that every business has, um, there are often some things we could point out. Sometimes I, you know, when I talk to clients, uh, both in the brewery space, but otherwise, I I say, you know, one of the best... um, one of the best things your lawyer can bring to you is the ability to outsource your anxiety. <laughs> and lawyers can be an anxious sort sometimes. They can come off as very confident, but we, we, we literally will take, you know, find an opportunity to be anxious for you. You, you find an opportunity to take us, t- take us, take a look at your business, find out um, where your concerns are and help you deal with that um, and help you put them in perspective. And if there are areas where there are risks, help you fine-tune them and minimize them. So, um, I mean, I think um, look to your lawyers to outsource your anxiety. Yeah. Well, and, and so much of it is, you know, so it's, there are always risks in any business. Um, but yeah. knowing that they're out there, having some, having them on your radar screen gives you options. It gives you, you know, the power to choose to either do something about it or not do something about it. The ones that cause the real problems are the ones you didn't see coming. Sure. And, yeah. and because Murphy's Law kicks in and, and the, the worst thing to happen always happens at the worst possible time. Right. So that's uh, outsourcing your anxieties. I like that. But uh, So one of the things we're offering through uh, uh, the CBG is we're calling it our legal flight program. It's kind of a takeoff on what I like to do, which is go to a brewery and have a flight and try a little everything, which is... Uh, you know, we're uh, for CB, uh, CBG members, we're saying, hey, why don't you uh, send to us you know, a couple of your core documents. We'll actually review them for free off the meter. And then we'll come to you at your brewery. We'll sit down. We'll buy a few of your beers and enjoy them. And we'll talk through those things. And we'll chat through issues that we see, things we saw, things we didn't see, give you a little context, and also talk about any of your concerns. Because usually one of the things I've discovered is when, you know, we do talk to people about their businesses, their business owners always have one or two things in the back of their mind that are sitting there. So some people might say, well, okay, why are you guys doing this? And I have to say, from my perspective, the first reason why is it's actually fun. Oh, for sure. Um, and, um, you know, looking at documents, thinking about a business uh, a business like a brewery is actually fun for us lawyers who are sitting, sitting in an office. And what's more fun is coming out to your brewery and sitting down with you and telling you, you know, what we saw. And, um, you know, at that point, if you have concerns or we saw, if it's very possible we sort of come out there and say, hey, things look fine. If there are issues that come up, come talk to us where we can make referrals on to someone else. Um, similarly, we might find an issue or two and we can maybe just tell you what the risks are and uh, at some later point you can talk to us or you know, you go on to other counsel and, and you have a good primer on how you can maybe interact with lawyers going forward. That's a wonderful example of how lawyers are not really normal people. Only lawyers could, <laughs> could look at a, a stack of documents three inches high and say, wow, I w- I'm really excited to go through these things. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all wired yeah. a little different. A little different, a little different. 
So anyway, so uh, our, you know, the hope with the podcast is to uh, start doing things and, like you said earlier, drill down a little more on some yeah. of these issues, some of the things that we see popping up in the industry, right. some of the questions we get, and some of the um, odds and ends that uh, pop up in Colorado. We're, I mean, we're really blessed to be in this area because there's so much going on, yep. not only with brewing, but also with distilling on the legal side. I, I travel a lot uh, for business, uh, for uh, some of the cases I try, and also personally, and I always kind of make a point of hitting a brewery or two almost sure. everywhere I go. Sure. Um, but one of the things I always come back to is it uh, It reminds me in many ways how far ahead of the rest of the country yeah. Colorado is, not only with uh, the variety of breweries, but also the varieties of beer, the quality of the beer, and um, it's a it's a it's a real uh, uh, wonderful thing for us to be right in the middle of all of that. So let me ask you a few questions before we wind sure. up here. What's your favorite beer? Oh, that's a tough <laughs> one. Um, you know, I, I have uh, like most people, I would imagine I have some seasonal variety in my taste. Sure, but sure. I will say uh, the the one beer that I always love uh, more than the others is actually a porter. Okay. To my yeah. ta- to my palate, there's nothing like better porter, yeah. than a great porter and. You know, porters are, um, they're a little unique. They're, yep. not, they're not on tap at every place. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing quite like when you find a great porter. Uh, so I would say if I had to pick one, that would be that would be my favorite. That's good. I like that, actually. So I was going to, uh, let me ask you one as well. So, um, well, let's start with this. I know you, uh, for those who don't know, Dom is a bit more of a cocktail aficionado than I am. But <laughs> I do drink beer. In that, uh, I know he does yeah. drink beer, but yeah. in that vein, I was going to ask you on the cocktail side. Yes. What are you drinking right now? Like, what, what is your go-to so, here in the summer of 2019? You know, it's interesting because this will sound a little counter-seasonal. Um, um, I've not been a huge brown uh, liquor drinker. I do enjoy uh, whiskey I can get into uh, bourbon, but I've never really kind of spent time to kind of dive deep on it. I've been working on uh, gin has always been a go-to for me, and I've dived deep there. But this summer, oddly, this summer, I've been kind of exploring a little bit of um, cocktails that are using brown liquors as a base. And um, I hate to say this because it does sound a little pedestrian, but um, the the drink I've been making lately is something that I've has been is called a, 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 a pineapple whiskey sour, which sounds oh. a little fruity and a little crazy, but it is summer. It's actually super simple. It's uh, three parts pineapple, two parts uh, bourbon, yeah. and uh, one part amaretto. And it actually is a great little zipper for the patio, and I love drinking that. That sounds spectacular. I will have another cocktail for our next podcast, <laughs> though. I'll probably be moving on to something well, new. Well, and uh, with that description, I'll have a review of my uh, foray into <laughs> okay. that cocktail, because that sounds delicious. It's pretty good. So, uh, so, back to the industry for a minute. Let me ask yeah. you this. You know, as you've gotten into working with brewers and distillers, what... On the more of the legal side, what's the thing that surprised you the most? What was the thing when you got into it where you said, wow, I never saw that coming? Oh, that's an interesting question, actually. So um, it's not, I wouldn't say I didn't see that coming, but something I've had as a pleasant surprise was the sophistication of the clients. Um, And oftentimes brewers, not always, but oftentimes brewers are actually um, in uh, brewing as a second career. And they bring with them uh, talent and expertise from a prior um, career whether it be engineering, um, accounting, sometimes even lawyers. And what has surprised me pleasantly um, is uh, the level of capacity and capability of uh, our clients for um, organization, 
um, identifying issues, addressing the brewing industry as an industry and as a business. And it actually has been, um, the, the client set has been um, as easy, if not easier to work with and work through because that sort of sophistication has been brought to, I think, the, the work that they do. So that has been surprising. In terms of legal issues, um, I will tell you that there are a wide variety of legal issues. Some are interesting um, and unusual, uh, uh, and, uh, and some are relatively mundane. From the real estate angle, um, we've had some interesting, uh, curious uh, opportunities to work with distillers and brewers. Uh, in one case, we were looking at a distiller who wanted to locate their uh, distillery within a mixed-use structure with also residences, and there are some issues, uh, both at the federal and a bit at the state level, on how to sort of uh, manage those premises in a way that keeps you in compliance. So those are interesting um, issues that we help our clients tease through and, and get a solution on. That's great. Yeah. So what are you uh, what are you looking forward to in the upcoming year in the brewing and distilling space? Is there something you're uh, excited about or looking forward to or well, hopeful I'm, about? I'm looking forward to these great events. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting some uh, great uh, new clients and potential clients at these events. We have some great projects lined up with some existing brewing and distilling clients, so we're really hoping to deliver for them in a couple different areas, and um, and and that should be fun. The, the, the success at the end of this year would be able to go to our clients and say. Got you a great result on this. Um, have a great new year, and that I think is what I'm. I'm really looking forward to. As, so as we wind up this podcast, yeah. what do you think? What What are you looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to a couple of things. I mean, the events I'm absolutely looking forward to. I'm looking forward to you know continuing to meet more and more people and getting to know the people we've gotten to know in the industry better. Yeah. Um, what What I'm really excited about, I think, is we're really starting to see from what I'm seeing, a lot of the Colorado breweries start to get some traction beyond the borders of Colorado. I think there's a huge growth potential there, mm. both regionally and even nationally. And yeah. uh, especially with some of our clients, uh, that makes me excited. And I, uh, you know, I'm excited to help them out as best we can as they kind of uh, navigate that new world. And I, I'm like you, there's really nothing better to be able to come to your clients after you've done something for them and say, hey, we managed to do this well. You're well positioned. We delivered it efficiently and uh, on budget, and everyone's happy and uh, move forward and be successful because uh, it's nothing better than seeing your your clients be success stories. It's great. Well, this was fun. No, this was great. It was uh, enjoyable for me. I, I think we enjoyed it so much we might end up doing it again. <laughs> and it is a Friday, so yes. we enjoy either a beer or a cocktail this evening. I am. I'm going too. to uh, have a beer and uh, actually go to the uh, a concert over at Coors Field this evening. So oh, it'll be lots be of awesome. fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm also looking forward to find my new uh, favorite summer cocktail that you described <laughs> okay, earlier in the episode. So thank you, Dom. And we'll uh, look forward to talking to everyone else uh, as we move forward. Thank you. Thanks.